Oh, hello, welcome to the Disney Matter. Well, if you hear, things may sound quite different than before. We are currently sat in the middle of Central Park. Yeah, that was the big reveal of them last time. We are the home of the Smurfs. Many of a gazelle rock walking about. And some heroes that some people seem to forget. The Earth's mightiest heroes. They come big and small. And they're there to solve any crimes that slip through the cracks. Yes, it's the gumshoes I'm on about. Or Chip and Dale, the rescue rangers. There we go, back in the studio. It's still a bit of a mess after the Disney Quest incident. What do you mean? Yeah, of course it's closed. It's, it's night right now. Of course they're going to reopen tomorrow morning at nine. They're, of course they're closed at night. I, right, you got replaced by the NBA experience years ago. You, you need to let go. No. <laughs> this is all I have. But I'm so glad to be back doing what I love. We really did take a long nap after that trip to New York and we managed to see so much like the Beetlejuice musical. I know it's not exactly Disney but I can't say this enough. Go see Beetlejuice the musical. It's one of the best shows I have ever seen and honestly an affordable ticket in Broadway. Hopefully I'll be able to share some of those stories in the future but for now let's get to our main matter as we talk about the gumshoes you came to hear about. To begin our story, we need to go back to the beginning. At nearly 80 years old, Chip and Dale are one of the oldest and most iconic cartoon duos. Back in 1943, we see the first instance of this dynamic duo in a propaganda cartoon called Private Pluto. But these guys are the antagonists. They were first animated by Bill Justice, an animator at Walt Disney Studios at the time. But the original voices of the characters are somewhat of a mystery. Well, the first voices of Chip and Dale were voiced by female office staff of the studios, and their voices were just sped up slightly, however there was no credit ever given to them. So we're not aware of their names, as even though their voice clips are reused in other cartoons after this point. It was not until 1946 that they were brought back by Jack Hanna, to annoy Pluto once again in squatters' rights. But there was something wrong. How do we tell them apart? Chip and Dale were never meant to be recurring characters and this can be seen by their simple design. Their designs are taken from the default chipmunk design as seen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I won't hurt you. They were just chipmunks there to irritate Pluto and then vanish into obscurity. But it was thanks to Jack Hanna that we were allowed to continue to be a pain to many characters, like how they moved from annoying a dog to annoying a duck. Donald Duck, to be exact. This is where they got their name Chip and Dale, a pun on the name of the furniture designer Thomas Chippendale. Chippen was now designed to have two centre protruding teeth and a small black button nose. Well, Dale had buck teeth and with a large gap between them and a red nose. And for this, 
we've got the final part of the puzzle in our hands. What is their personalities? We're given a little left brain, right brain scenario. Where one is logical and intelligent, and one is Dale. Chip has become the schemer, planning each step to achieve their goal with full focus on the plan. On the other hand, Dale is dim-witted, lazy, and runs in without thinking. These traits remain throughout the series from this point. After becoming a pain to canines, rodents and Donalds, Chip and Dale were given their own series in 1951, but only three episodes were made. The first two episodes had the plot structure of Dale does something stupid, has to lie to get away with it, and chaos ensues. However, it was not until the third and last episode where we see something change. In this episode, the Lone Chipmunks, which was not directed by Jack Hanna but was instead directed by Jack Kinney, it was set in a western town where Pete was robbing towns and made the mistake of hiding his hall instead Chippendale's tree. They try their best to trick the outlaw to be able to get the reward money. This is slightly different from causing the problems and then going on now to help solve them. This slight difference just shows how Chippendale doesn't have to just be causing problems, but they can help solve them and help them begin a new adventure, a new mission, and nearly 30 year break where not much really happened. Yeah, <sighs> not until we fast forward to the late 80s and we talk about DuckTales. When DuckTales made its debut in 1987, it almost doubled the studio's ratings and Disney knew they had a hit in their hand. So, two more shows were commissioned, those being Double O Duck, which later became Darkwing Duck, and a show called Rescue Rangers. However, this was a little different from what we know it. When the director Tad Stones came up with the idea, it was going to be a show based on the rescuers, However, this was denied as the second movie was already in production. First concept was released as Metro Mice, which had Kit Colby, a mouse inspired by Indiana Jones. It was Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg who pitched the replacing Kit Colby with Chip and Dale. They were both given new clothing where Chip was given the Indiana Jones look with a coat and fedora, and Dale got a Magnum PI inspired Hawaiian shirt. One major change was the Chipmunks was now had to be more verbal compared to their origin. At this point in the original shorts you could just barely understand them, but in this series they would have to have more important lines, so Chip was voiced by Tress McNeil and Dale was voiced by Cory Burton. Cory Burton may also be well more known for Disney fans as they are the ghost hosts during Halloween or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Welcome my friends to the most spirited season of them all. I am your host, your ghost host. Both voices, especially Tressie's, was sped up slightly and given a higher pitch. We also have the iconic theme song sung by Dress Perka. We also have the iconic theme song sung by Jeff Paquetto, who also sung the DuckTales theme song, with a full version of the Rangers theme song sung by the band The Jets. In 
this series, Chippendale start a detective agency to solve crimes which the police don't see as too important because they're too small. After all, their clients are other animals, with jobs ranging from finding missing cats to stopping all the potatoes in Idaho from being baked. They aren't alone in the rescue rangers as there are three other members who are part of the crew. Hi there, I'm Gadget. Oh, you know that already. Hmm, what comes next? Oh, what's your name? First up, we have Gadget Hackwrench. Gadget is a mouse who's an expert pilot, mechanic, inventor, and who works heavily on the Ranger plane, which is the team's main transport. She has blonde hair, goggles and a jumpsuit. Gadget joined the group after the rescue rangers arrive to look for her dead father's plane which leads Gadget to join the rescue rangers. They have an uncanny intelligence which allows them to make inventions out of nearly anything but not all of their inventions are successful. Uh, no offence Gadget lovely, but you sure you're finished? Sure I'm sure. Not like the last time. Oh Marty. How many times do you think the wings can fall off a plane? Chip and Dale also both have a crush on them, but Gadget seems to show little to no notice to them. Golly, the Ranger Mobile tested out even better than I expected. What about all those parts coming loose? A few minor adjustments and I'll have it back on the road in no time. Next we have the cheetahs loving Australian mouse Montgomery Jack and his sidekick Zippy the Fly. Hey! You morph-eating excuse for an overnight bag! Let's see if you're as dumb as you were in the old days! Voiced by Peter Cullen, and later then Jim Cummings, Monty's home was destroyed so he joined Chippendale to help others. Seeing it as the muscle of the group, they've shown to have considerable strength and is quick to anger and will fight anyone, no matter the size. However, they do have one major weakness. Cheese. Whenever they see cheese, they just put into a trance and are hypnotically drawn towards it. Even all this, they do care heavily for Gadget and sees them as a surrogate daughter after being close with their father. What's heroes without villains to oppose them? The rescue rangers have faced many a foe, from a poster of one and a member of the group, a mad scientist who is the only human the rescue rangers continue to face, and a literal cult. I kid you not. They once faced off against a cult based on soda. But there's no villain being more prominent of a thorn in the side of the Rangers. The cat of chaos, the feline of felonies, it's Fat Cat. Yo, you cats don't sit and stare. Swing your tails, get out of those chairs. Put down your milk, turn up the juice. The bird's gonna fly when we all cut loose. So baby, stop jumping, let's start stomping. The big fat daddy scene. That's me. It's as hot as jalapeno at Fat Cat's Casino. This large grey tiger cat is the antagonist and is behind nearly every crime that the rangers have to solve. Also voiced by the amazing Jim Cummings, pet of a crime lord, Fat Cat really does represent their owner and as they own their very own casino and have their own group of henchmen, most commonly known as Wart, Mole, Meeps and Snout, who does all the work that he's either too lazy to do or just sees that is below him. They do love making elaborate traps to put the rescue rangers through, but has that classic Bond mistake of not just killing them outright.
Chippendale Rescue Rangers ran for 65 episodes over three series and continued to air on Disney Channel until August of 2008. They even got their own attractions in Disneyland California as part of Toontown. Chippendale's Acorn Pit opened in 1993 and closed in 1998, then Chippendale's Treehouse opened in 1999 then closed in 2020. However, Gadget's Gold Coaster still remains open as it opened in 1993 and is only currently closed due to refurbishment at this time. This, however, is as far as the Rescue Ranger tale goes at this point. Limited only to rare appearances in the park, even Gadget doesn't appear alongside her attraction. Chip and Dale remained around but returned to their mischief-making ways, as you'll see them occasionally on things like the House of Mouse. They lost their clothing only to be put on for special occasions, or they had to compete in races around Walt Disney World. Yeah, I'm just gonna say this, um, honestly, Walt Disney World Quest Magic Racing Tour is an iconic game and I just really, this one game I really want a remake of, I'm just putting it out there. So, many years passed and it seemed the Rescue Rangers would never return. That was, until another series decided to reboot itself and decided to solve mysteries and rewrite histories. Just as DuckTales brought the Rangers into this world, it's only fitting that the reboot helped bring it back. In the episode Double O Duck, You Only Crash Twice, we're introduced to the Rangers as lab experiments to create super intelligent lab animals by the fellow agent Black Heron. They then helped Launchpad McQuack be freed from where they're being held. <laughs> what are you laughing at? This lighthouse has a bit of a rodent problem. The Rangers went away once again and Chippendale got their own series called Chippendale Park Life where they're non-verbal once again and the Rangers flew off until quite recently. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined a generation no one ever imagined. <laughs> it could all come crashing down. You look different. Hey, it's no secret I had the CGI surgery done. Ever since 2014, there have been plans to make a CGI mixed live action version of the Rescue Rangers after the success of Alvin the Chipmunks. David Hoberman and Todd Leberman signed on as the producers while Robert Rugen had been hired to write and direct the film. It was not until May of 2019 where a new director was hired with Ikea Schaffer and Dan Greger and Don Mand set to change the script from the Rescue Rangers origin story to a cool new meta take on the series. In December 2020, the new voices of Chip and Dale were revealed to be John Mulaney voicing Chip and Andy Samberg voicing Dale. The premise was revealed to be this. 30 years after the Rescue Rangers series ended production, Chip now works as an insurance salesman and Dale has had CGI surgery and works at convention circuit in hopes of reliving his glory days. When their former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must reunite with the rest of the group, save their friend and rebuild their two's friendship. The movie premiered in Orlando on the same day this has been recorded, May 16th 2020 and will be released on 20th of May. And with that, we've caught up and found out all the where's, why's and who's on the history of Chip and Dale and the Rescue Rangers. What does the future hold for these gumshoes? Well, Whatever happens, I do hope we see more of them, and whenever they may be, all we have to do is call.
thank you all for listening to this episode of Disney Matter. Um, it's been so exciting to become returning and making more episodes and hopefully I'll be able to bring back a few friends and we can talk about more recent things. This episode will be releasing just as the new Rescue Rangers movie gets released. So hopefully next time I'll be able to give my review of the movie in the future. But yeah, if you do enjoy this podcast, make sure to share with your friends and follow us on Twitter. It's Disney Matter Pod. That's Disney Matter Pod, where you'll be able to keep up on day with everything that's coming up. Thank you once again. And remember, if it's a matter, make sure it's a Disney matter. See you real soon.